Our sermon text for today comes from the book of Mark, Mark the 8th chapter, starting in verse 27 through verse 38. Jesus and his disciples went on to the villages around Caesarea Philippi. On the way, he asked them, Who do people say that I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say that I am? Peter answered, you are the Christ. Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. So then he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and teachers of the law, and that he must be killed, and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this, and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when Jesus turned and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter. Get behind me, Satan, he said. Do you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. Then he called the crowd to himself, along with his disciples, and said, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for me and for the gospel will save it. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Or what can a man give in exchange for his soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, the Son of Man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his Father's glory with the holy angels. This is the word of God for the people of God. I titled my sermon today, Getting on the Right Side of God. And I don't necessarily mean the right as opposed to the left. This is not a sermon about politics. It's a sermon about understanding where we need to be and what our thought process needs to be in relationship to God. One of the big problems that I see in the church today is that so many people have forgotten who's in charge. So many people have thought that, well, you know, God's been around for a long time and he's never gone to college. He doesn't have a lot of letters after his name, just three little letters, four if you happen to be Hebrew. But we're pretty smart. We know a lot. I sometimes joke with some of the Amish kids we know, especially when they're little and they're in school, they're looking forward to, then they get to the eighth grade and they can be done with school. And I said, well, why don't you go to school as long as I did? And they look at me and they'll say, well, how long did you go to school? I said, 22 years. 
and their eyes get about this big, and they can't even imagine going to school for 22 years. For them, eight years is plenty long enough. But what we need to understand is it's not how much training we have. It's not how much we think we know. It's not what position we hold in the church or in society. The most important thing about our relationship to God is remembering who God is and remembering who we are. We are called to be followers of Jesus Christ. The idea of taking up our cross and following someone, the idea of getting into second place isn't always comfortable for us. But what we need to understand is when we do that, then we're in a right relationship with God. Now, I don't often say anything, and I hope you don't have one on your car, but that license plate that says, God is my co-pilot, is absolutely wrong. I do not want to be the one in charge. I would much rather God is in charge. I don't have a problem with being God's co-pilot, but I don't think God should be my co-pilot. Now, I understand when you're driving, it's probably good you have your hands on the wheel instead of sitting in the passenger seat and allowing God to steer. But when it comes to life, we need to understand the relationship that we need to have with God. And in this day and age, I think that's one of the biggest problems that the church is facing, is the understanding that we are not in charge, that we don't always understand what God is doing. That's one thing I learned in the military is you don't have to understand what they're doing, but you certainly have to go along with them. Because never once was I asked my opinion. The captain never came back and said, well, Petty Officer Seekinen, where do you think we ought to go this week? No. In fact, the one time that I remember, and those of you who know me know I'm just a little bit of a radical, just a little bit. It was our weekly testing, and the captain was going to run some drills on us. He came back, and he walked up to one of our turbine generators, which was one of the things that we used to make electricity. And he reached down, and he turned it off. Well, that messes everything up. I happened to be standing next to him, and I reached down and turned it back on. And he looked at me and said, what are you doing? I said, standard operating procedure, sir. If I know why the turbine generator tripped, I can reset it. He reached down and turned it back off and said, don't touch it. Because he had a bigger plan. I really didn't want to go through drills that day. I would have been real happy if he'd have said, Oh, you're right. I'll go back to my office. No, he didn't. But I did find out 
that when we had real problems on the submarine, when we took on 800 gallons of water and we had flooding and it flowed over our, some of our electronic systems and everything was going haywire, nobody thought. Everybody just reacted because that's the way we were trained. Because those in charge had an understanding of what they wanted us to be ready for. We don't always understand where God is taking us. We don't always understand what God has planned in our lives. And I can say, and most of you can say, from the experiences that you've had in life, you haven't always walked down the roads that you wanted to walk down. You haven't always gone to the places that you wanted to go. We've lost people who were very dear to us way before their time. We've lost jobs that we truly loved for no apparent reason. There are so many things that have happened. And it seems like in this day and age, they seem to happen every day. So much is going on that we don't understand why it's going on. What's God's plan for the world? I wish I knew that. Where's God taking our country? I don't have the answer for that either. But I do understand that it doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter who's in charge of the House of Representatives or the Senate. It doesn't matter who sits on the Supreme Court. It doesn't matter any of those things because God is in charge, not people. And God is going to take us where God's plan is meant for us to go. Now, I don't know what that means for us. I don't know what God has planned, but I know that if we follow Him and strive to serve Him, no matter what comes, we'll be in the right place. We'll be where God wants us to be. But it means that we have to set ourselves aside to check our egos and remember that it's God who's in charge. That's why I, when I came across this little thing with the chair and standing up today, I thought, how perfect. And I thought, I can get Cameron to make sure his dad doesn't stand up. And that'll, it'll stick with him. And it sticks with us, too. See, you don't have to be the biggest or the best or the brightest or anything for God to use us. You just have to be willing to go where God leads you and do what God is calling you to do. God will provide everything else that's necessary. What the church needs today is to remember who's in charge. It's not us. It's not the district superintendent. It's not the bishops. It's God. And we must be followers of God. We may not like all he says. We may not be comfortable with all that he says. And as I've said it before, tough. 
We're not called to verify what God is doing is right with us. We're called to follow God wherever he leads. That's why he gave us his scripture. He gave it to us so that we would know that he's in charge and he is God. We need, as the church of Jesus Christ throughout the world, to recommit ourselves to being the church of Jesus Christ with Jesus Christ as our head so that we are his people.